0: Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author Alfred Edmund Jr. and your co-host, life coach and author D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Welcome to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. I'm here with my friend, partner, D.C. Marshall. It's so good to see you, D. And we are here to talk about living an abundant life. You know the theme on Be Lifted Up Radio. Today, we are talking about Dee's subject of mastery. And Dee, I'm really excited about today's show because with all the changes going on in corporate culture and cultural environment, um, as we come through the pandemic, uh, as we come through a year of, of, of just disruption and turmoil in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd, now you have companies professing and pledging a commitment to changing their culture, a commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And that really is right in your wheelhouse. And I I think it's important for us to talk about that in the context of living an abundant life.
1: So I want to say first uh, three things to give context to the conversation that we're going to have right today. It's one... Um, why are we having the conversation and we're having the conversation because if you roll back over a year ago, we hit the diversity tipping point and the diversity tipping point is the period beginning May 29th, 2020 when corporate America acknowledged for the very first time that black lives do matter. And of course, that was as a result of us being amidst a global reckoning of racism against Black people in the United States. It was global because people around the planet protested when they saw George Floyd, God rest his soul, being murdered. So it was global. And why racism? Yes, but racism specifically against Black people. And so I wanted to just first start by uh, setting context in terms of how we got here and why we're talking about it. And then two, to give proper framing because we are forever going to be talking about corporate America and what they did and what they are doing as it pertains to Black people. And so we always wanna anchor in, you know, DNI 3.0 and DNI 3.0 is the diversity tipping point, right? Mm-hmm. So that then we can, um, we can leave, uh, I think our hearts to honor the the life of George Floyd and not continue to bring Mr. Floyd into what corporate America is doing, if that makes sense. It's like how we reframed the Derek Chauvin trial because for a long time it was believed to be, or or you would hear people saying the George Floyd trial. Mm. No, he's not on trial and know what corporate America is doing. You. you you get where I'm going. I totally up. get that.
0: I totally get that. Because okay. we really want to, as we say, Black Enterprise, um, my work, put the emphasis on the right salalable. Yes, there was a tipping point, there was a trigger that brought us here, but that trigger is not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is about making change in corporate America that, that we've been trying to make for decades, for centuries, um, in, in terms of our place in this country. In um, decades in in terms of our space in corporate America, so it is important to say yes. That was a tipping point. That was a turning point. That was a breaking point. But that's not the point.
1: That's right. You're you're absolutely right. And so and and while we move into discomfort. Uh, this conversation just a little bit more um, to answer the question right the question that we are discussing is really about how corporate is changing right how the corporate landscape as it pertains to our people communities of color in general but black people in particular how things are changing and so let's just start with the language right and so um, right now we hear diversity, equity, inclusion, culture, belonging, and justice. Like, I've even done uh, an interview recently with Forbes on JEDI, right? Uh, justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Um, and prior to DNI 3.0, it was, uh, you know, uh, I and D. It was inclusion and diversity. And some places you go, it's culture and belonging. But because we're all family here, Listen, everybody. Listen, Alfred, because we're family, it doesn't matter what we call it. We just need to fix it. So I'm not moved by the language. Do not be moved by reversing the language and shuffling the, the what goes first and what comes second and what comes third. And so that's why you will hear me forever anchor in D&I. Uh, I'm not reversing, uh, reversing the IND. It's just not important right now. But what is important, I would say, is uh well you know what does that
0: make sense alfred it makes sense. But I, want to, I want to put some context around this also for the sake of this show some people might say what does d-e-i-d-e-i-b-i-n-d etc etc et have to do with me pursuing a life of faith and, and and living an abundant life there's two things i want to point out and, and you can go through the word and find more than two places but if you look at uh, ecclesiastes 519 it god clearly wants you he says it's good for you to do work that is rewarding and work that can provide you with the, the the benefits of you know good food and good drink that that this is a good thing that you should be able to do that and enjoy it and feel rewarded but you can't feel rewarded if you are mistreated and and, and discriminated against and held back and held down or excluded in that, that environment so again that that god wants a fair and equitable environment for us to work and to be rewarded for our labors The second thing is that we are supposed to labor as unto God, unto the Lord, um, in Colossians 3, 22-24. So this goes to how we're treated at work and then how we approach our work, not as, uh, you know, as as a mandate from man, but a calling from God. So we have to be willing to stand up for the the work that you do, Dee, to stand up to create the kinds of environments where we can pursue um, good works and be rewarded for it in a way that is healthy for us physically emotionally financially as well as spiritually
1: okay well i'm glad that you went there because see i know i know right now somebody like me we just want to fight people like yeah we love god yes but yes and no yes and no yes and no yeah. because because right when it comes to diversity or when it comes to the topic in the workplace right now Mm. people are going into their jobs or they're not they're going into these boxes on screen and they're still having to deal with injustice racism and discrimination no matter how I'm gonna say um how our faith is set up certainly we believe in God certainly but look right now we need God on every, any given day to keep us from, you know, uh, I, I would say to keep us from the beat down in the office. Mm-hmm. I know I know, I probably shouldn't talk about that on the show, but no, oh, in all honesty, to keep us, um, I'm gonna say integrous and as children of the most high God, daughters and sons of the King and heirs and heirs to the throne, right? But I'm really balancing this in, you know, people are going into their offices and workplaces and dealing with very real issues that we need God just to keep me from cutting somebody, right? And so, um, uh, yeah, so I I, I just, you know, it's an interesting thing, but what what I will add to this conversation is, you know, what is diversity, equity, inclusion, culture and belonging to your point, right? And so, you know, We like to explain it like this. Diversity is being invited to the party, a party, right? You get to the party. Inclusion is being invited to dance, right? So inclusion, you asked me to dance, I'm here. You all invited me to the party, I'm here, right? Belonging is, um, oh, they playing my song. Oh, yes. Okay, they prepared for me belonging. Yes. And then you know there's this whole thing about equity and um, and equality. Right. And so it's not about equity. I mean equality is about equity because we all get shoes to go to this party we all get shoes to go to this party but guess what the shoes that you get alfred and the shoes that i get we're not we don't wear the same size and the suit the shoes that john and bob get not the same size so equity is about the shoes that fit
0: we're here with be lifted up your guide to living an abundant life and we're talking about the change in the corporate culture and the focus on DEIB—diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging—and D has been taking us to school about why this is important and what this means. And D, I do want to jump right in deep into the equity part because, as you know, as a longtime executive at Black Enterprise, editor of Black Enterprise, that's the part that we care about the most, the all that matters. Equity is also about ownership, and the questions that we're asking about this whole new corporate shift is: What does this mean for the creation of black wealth? How much money is being spent with black owned companies? How much investment is being made in black communities and black institutions? Uh, you know, because we are seeing these, corp- these daily corporate pledges of $50 million for this and X million billions of dollars for that. And the question we're asking is, is that money flowing through black communities or to black communities? Are they flowing through black businesses or into black businesses? Are we gonna end up with a net um, closure of the racial wealth gap in America because of this commitment? Or are we being bamboozled by you know, a great story being told, but we're not any further ahead for all this commitment to um, DEI or DEIB? So you know, I just wanna throw that in because there needs to be a measurable result, not only in terms of how we're treated in the workplace, which is you, you certainly really dove, dove into in the first segment, but how corporations relate to black communities and impact black communities, because we saw all the inequities that emerged coming during the pandemic that existed all along but they just were exacerbated and thrown over into the spotlight over the past 18 months.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting you say that. So here's the, uh, I think the latest uh, alleged numbers, over 50 billion dollars in commitments at the diversity tipping point only 250 million in disbursements. So now we talk about commitments versus disbursements, right? We're talking about performative acts in in DNI. So I'd love to hear, I mean, what's the word on the street in terms of where you are? because um, at the diversity tipping point, the conference that we just uh, came out of, you know, we reported on the numbers. There's two um, organizations doing great work tracking. And when you look at commitments versus disbursements, there's a problem here. So what, I mean, what have you been seeing in terms of this space? Cause I know, I mean, this is your area.
0: Well, it's the same thing. I mean, now it is early um, in black enterprise. We just launched our uh, ec- economic equity and racial diver- um, racial, um, racial, justice roundtable series is um, to start really examining these questions. But that's why we want to have these conversations on on Be Lifted Up and other media platforms now because right now they've had, a, it's been a year of pledges we're about eighteen year, eighteen months in, if you will, and now is the time to see where the rubber is going to hit the road. We have to be paying attention, yep. because you're right. There's a difference between pledge and actual investment of money, distribution right. of money, placement of money in places where it's going to matter. And if we're not really vigilant, we're going to find out, you know, two years from now, four years from now, that a lot of money flowed through hands but never landed in hands. Flow through budgets, but never landed in budgets, it flowed through communities, our communities, but never really took root or and bore fruit in our communities. So you're right. I'm seeing the same things. I mean, there's been huge numbers in terms of the pledges and the commitments. And, and again, it's early. I'm willing to say it's early. But we're only seeing a small fraction of that money really being committed in a way that makes a big difference and moves the needle, whether it's in Black communities or in terms of how we're feeling, back to your point, how are we feeling in those workplaces? Are we advancing? Um, like I said, am I just in, happy to be at the table or do I get to be at the head of the table? Do I get to, to, to help drive the conversation? Do I get to change the narrative inside the company or am I just able to be happy to be here?
1: Yeah and so so good point and and here's um, you know a few things that you know I hope people are thinking about in terms of actionable ideas three actionable ideas right, if you work for company XYZ who made the big statement, right, so this is, if I I am employed, right, I have an opportunity to have a conversation with the leadership, Right. You know, if they've got open door, if they have an employee insight survey, if they have a, you know, we want your feedback box or survey, this is an opportunity, um, I think for black people for the black community and other communities of color to number one, speak up where you are employed. Uh, Number two, I think for consumers, listen, if you are a consumer of a product XYZ, um, who made a big statement. Right, It's it's okay as a consumer and as a shareholder or um, a stakeholder in a company to also speak up, ask questions about what are you doing specifically to benefit Black communities. I know you made this uh, statement, and I think that's awesome and amazing, but I'm curious as to what you are doing. The third is there's opportunities now to make recommendations for how your community, our community, Black communities uh, may have a challenge that you can solve why because all of these companies are not all but some are interested in funding um our ideas you know i just got off of a call um, and it's really, I'm going to say, encouraging for some of the big brands that are doing right. Or at least they have, they're have well-intentioned, they've assembled the right people at the table, and the call was really about funding Black women. And they're like, yes, we want to hear the ideas. Yes, host this listening session. And yes, send these people to the portal, right? And have them, you know, insert their ideas. So they're, they're, they're funding investment opportunities, they're funding, uh, philanthropic opportunities so I think there is time there's an opportunity to take action right now and not just for us to be talking about which is which is you know what we do here on the show at Be Lifted Up.
0: The other question I want people to ask and, and, and we're, been, we're asking at black Enterprises what we do is who are they spending the money with now I, I won't call out a, a company's name we saw one campaign where their campaign was about buying black there was a big public media campaign about buying Black, but they weren't spending money with Black media or agencies to actually get that message out. So it's contradictory. You're saying buy Black corporate America, in this case, a corporation, but you're not actually spending, you're not buying Black to get that message out. And these are the types of of, of conflicts of interest, these kinds of contradictory actions that could say, oh, we spent $50 million on this campaign. And yes, we got the word out about supporting some small Black-owned businesses, but that $50 million didn't actually go into the coffers of any small Black-owned businesses. They didn't get to do that $50 million in business. So this is really important for us to ask those questions. Where is the money going? How are Black businesses benefiting? Um, How are Black communities benefiting? How are Black institutions benefiting? So that we can really measurably move the needle on, on this tipping point, as you said, um, on, on DEI in America,
1: yeah, yeah, and I think uh, when we come when we come back, we, we could we could talk further about this. But there's amazing, um, you know, campaign pull up. There's a lot of campaigns, you know, really uh, challenging, uh, you know, corporations on the the thing that you just mentioned. It's you know you say this, um, and I think that's our responsibility. Like that's what we do with this conversation. This isn't just a conversation about you know, sharing insight and knowledge and education, but this is a conversation about action. It's look, if you have a product idea or solution um, and you need it funded, or you want to partner with, you know, big brands, this is an opportunity. And if you have a heart for, uh, or let's just say not even a heart, how about you just agitated with, you know, Alfred, to your point, a company saying we're supporting Black communities and they're not, we have a responsibility and an opportunity right now to go and ask the questions. I won't say challenge, but ask the questions. And I think what would really be interesting is even when we come back on the other side of the break, we can talk about Uh, consequence culture it's no longer cancel culture baby we are in consequence culture why because we live in a highly social digital space social media is our tool right now so what do you have to say before we go to break
0: speaking of social media you can follow be lifted up radio that's the letter b lifted up radio on Instagram, Facebook, across all social platforms. But also, we want you to subscribe and download our show at mochapodcastnetwork.com. That's podcast plural. Um, you can also catch us on Series XM channel 141. We want you to join our audience, bring some friends along. We want to grow what we're doing and get this word out. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we're back
1: and we're talking about how corporate culture has changed over the pandemic, how corporate culture has changed since a year ago, the diversity tipping point. And this is a show, Be Lifted Up, you know, is a show about faith and finances, Um, but it's a lifestyle show. And so we're talking about what is on our hearts as working Americans, as working people and Alfred, even if we weren't working people, we'd still be talking about probably the racial tensions in America, but because a lot of people work and we're talking about, you know, faith and finances, we're talking to the working population today. Yes, no?
0: Well, we are, and your point is right. Whether you're working or you're not working, the conduct of corporations impacts our lives. So which we again we found out during the pandemic, we're talking about systemic issues some of which have been exacerbated by large corporations, or at least large corporations could have could uh, have a positive impact that they, are not, they were not having or not having uh, up until this tipping point period. And that's what we're challenging them to do. So yeah, we found out that it impacts everything for, from quality or schools, access to healthcare, um, you know, what happens to our kids, access to vaccines, because <laughs> uh, we found out it was less about access It was more about lack of access than it was about hesitancy. There was this big thing about vaccine hesitancy and we found out, no, the problem was not hesitancy. It was the lack of access in black and brown communities that has us continuing to lag behind and getting access to healthcare services, including vaccines and testing. So you're right. This is about the quality of our lives. and, Mm -hmm. And as people of faith, we are obligated, we are committed to the idea that we should care about the quality of our lives for ourselves and our brothers. And our sisters and others in our community so this matters beyond what happens to you at your job and if you're unemployed or underemployed it matters even more because that goes back to it's not just about how you're treated once you're in the corporation it's whether you have access to opportunity in the corporation at all and we already know that the inequities in terms of employment and 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 black and brown people being um caught in low wage below the poverty line jobs, working two or three jobs, barely able to make a living and corporate America has a responsibility toward that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, um, I'll I add to that in terms of, you know, how this connects to our lives in a bigger way. And, and that is, um, you know, really just thinking about the quality of our lives, right? And so I think the hope here for, the show, this show is really to encourage, right? To encourage, um, I think encourage listeners in terms of rethinking, reimagining um, the workplace where you are, if it aligns uh, with your values, with who you are, um, who you wanna be. And, and so, you know, I think to that extent it certainly makes sense. And, and I think, uh, you know, another thing that this opportunity has presented is really the um, I'm going to say the opportunity to reassess the the value of our jobs. A lot of people are working jobs where people they're they're being undervalued, right? And and even you know discrimination it still exists, right? Racism still exists. We haven't even spoken about the levels of of racism in um, in workplaces in any town, USA. But but from uh, the standpoint that this is a show about faith and about life and lifestyle. Um, It's really looking at how it is that you choose to work, where you choose to work, and the opportunities that exist right now as it pertains to the workplace, even in a time where diversity equity and inclusion which is really corporate language to be quite honest right Mm -hmm. Uh, microaggressions is an sat word for racism right so um so so we have to keep this all in in context but we really want um you know our listeners to to be able to draw some positive correlation or positive opportunity or positive outcome to reevaluate right that's what the that's what the pandemic was really about reevaluating so Um, so yeah. God
0: God gave us a really big pause moment. It it was more than a snooze button. (laughs) It was more than a wake-up call. Yeah. And 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 as a as a man of faith, as a man of God, what I drew from that, and you took used the word encouragement, it was also an encouragement for us to take a side and take a stand. Standing for fairness is standing on God's side. Standing for justice is standing on God's side, standing for equity. Is standing for God's side, standing for um, access to good health and good food um, in healthy communities and standing on God's side. And so it, this is about not only, yes, um, what am I going to experience when I go to work? It's also about holding us and others accountable, not just Black people, but those, everyone in this community, because God, we're, we're all children of God. It's about how do we hold all of us accountable for doing the right things in our treatment of one another as human beings and and between the racial unrest and the racial um, uh, response to the injustice again that began with the tipping point of George Floyd but didn't stop there to how we reacted when we saw the huge inequities of the pandemic it was all unfair unfairness is ungodly and so we have an obligation as people of faith to do what we can where we can. To again stand up for what is right, and what is just, and what is fair.
1: You could stand up, or you could just leave the job.
0: <laughs> I'm well, joking. I'm joking. You well, we well, we can leave the job. I mean, my point is, we are we are all we, we made point earlier that we that we work for a living, but we also work for a calling. There's a purpose that we were created for that goes beyond the vessels that we may be laboring in. Because we, let's be clear. Our jobs are not our providers. They are the vessels for our provision. It's it's the whole point of Jesus that you say, get out of the boat and walk toward me and keep your focus on me because the boat is not your provider. That's a vessel that I provided to support you, but that's not your provider. And I think one of the things that at least I came to realization is that by focusing on who my provider really is, it helps to guide me to what I really should be doing and where I should be doing it and for whom I should be doing it. And you're right, it could be God is telling you, you can not be fruitful in that company. They are not ready to address these issues of diversity, inclusion, equity, and and, and belonging. For you to do what I've called you to do may require you to take your skills, your your gifts, your talents elsewhere where you can flourish because I didn't plant you here so you can be stifled. Mm -hmm. And and so it also means having the courage to step out on faith and say, this company I've worked for for five, 10, 15 years that I thought I couldn't leave, maybe I can leave and I must leave in order to do what God has prepared for me, for, ha- for me to have the abundant life that God is calling for me to have. So so I agree, I, I, I don't I don't yeah. question what you say at all. It could mean I need to get up out of here and move mm-hmm. to someplace else where I can really be all that God created me to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, and, and on that note, I'm, I'm gonna talk about, uh, you know, the opportunities. like So how has corporate, uh, you know, corporations change. What's going on? So we know that we are at DNI 3.0. So we know we're in a different space. What that means is corporations have reprioritized diversity. Um, so it is now race and culture is a priority, whereas in DNI 2.0 it was gender diversity. So it was specifically women. And it was white women largely. So when we say gender, that's usually white women. Um, so that's how it's changed. For the very first time, black people can be black people in corporate America. Because beyond the employee resource group and Black History Month, you know, you really weren't allowed, in most corporations, you weren't really allowed to be Black and talk about Black things other than the Black um, employee resource groups. But here's the opportunity. So certainly there's job opportunities, there's an increase. So right now, for people who are looking to change careers, um, you know, Black people are on trend. In some instances, now look, there are still places where you have super, uh, you know, racist environments, workplaces where no, you will not be wanted, but there are job opportunities. I see a lot of people moving jobs, uh, promotion opportunities, pay increase, merit increase, there's board opportunities, uh, you know, so uh, mentorship opportunities, funding opportunities. So for any, for everybody tapped in right now, there is an opportunity for you wherever you are if you have an idea if you just have a skill a talent a gift i mean there is an opportunity for you right now either in your job there's an opportunity at you know community uh organization or ngos nonprofit organizations board opportunities there are so many opportunities that exist right now
0: do you make the point that there is an opportunity because now the emphasis on racial justice racial diversity Um, for for better or for actually I think it is for better but we don't know how long this window is going to be open but now is the time for us to really think about how we can apply our talents where we should be taking our skills should we change companies Um, I'm going to speak from an entrepreneurial standpoint now companies are really looking for businesses to do business with the ones that are serious are looking you know more money is being spent with black media more money is being spent with black vendors more money is being poured into um, venture capital and other resources designed to fund and finance black entrepreneurs so this is the time if you have an idea if you have an existing business uh, if, if you're looking for partnership if you're looking for contracts this is not the time to sit back and wait for it to come to you this is a time for you to go out and pursue um, your abundant life whatever that looks like for you a better job a higher paying job a more rewarding job a chance to grow your business We really want you to take advantage of that because God is opening doors left and right for us to to, to go through, but we have to go through them and really pay attention. So again, this equity part, this ownership part, um, this this creation of wealth in our communities, this creation of wealth in our own households is really, really important, but we have to have the faith to take the actions to get those results.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, there are... Uh, there are a number of companies doing a lot of great things. Um, and so I shared this, uh, you know, in the last two weeks, I've been interviewed by a number of media outlets outlets from Fortune, Forbes, CNBC, Financial Times, all of the financials asking. And, you know, some of the companies that are, I, I think, um, beyond performative are, you know, Goldman Sachs. I mean, Goldman is not a sponsor here on the show, but, well, actually, well, not yet, not, not yet. Not not yet. A- yet. But um, but Goldman Sachs, you know, um, I like, and I like for these reasons and the lessons learned. And certainly I'm not gonna share everything here, um, but uh, anybody interested could go to diversityengage.com. We release our diversity report um, uh, next week. And we literally track the diversity fails. We call them hashtag diversity fails. And we really do that so that people can learn the lesson and not repeat the same mistakes that major corporations are making. But Goldman I like because they made a significant commitment. Um, you know, one uh, $10 billion with a B, $10 billion with a B for Black women, not people of color, not Black community, not women, Black women. Women. So what I like about it, and I use this sort of as a benchmark um, so that we don't have to call out all of the corporations. But one, it was a significant contribution. Uh, two, it was over a, a substantial period of time, 10 years. And then three, they had the right advisors, right? So the advisors in terms of who, where the money should go, what should we do, what should we be investing in um, is like the formula that, that I am seeing. Certainly other corporations have invested, but I'll be quite honest, some of the things that we're seeing impact our communities right now is where uh, corporations made an, uh, a charitable gift Right, but now that we are past the diversity tipping point of the one-year anniversary of the diversity tipping point, uh, those corporations zeroed out that line item. They they left those corporations, um, you know, high and dry. So if you're a social justice uh, organization or a not-for-profit and you got a significant gift. 10 million um, would be significant um, for the organization, but then the next year you get nothing. That's not allyship, that's not helpful. That is a one-time donation. That is not to say, right, that, that the organization is committed. And so, you know, again, how do we turn this or convert this conversation into actionable things? It's like, you know, whatever we hear, it's how can I You know, be part of that part of the solution, or how can I use this information to support or really to inform where I am, my job, the board that I sit in. But but my point is, I wanted to just highlight, you know, some of the corporations doing great things. Um, You know, Sephora did a racial bias uh, uh, study, right? Now certainly they had some issues, but you know, I think the first ever done in retail um there's some other other uh, organizations you know jp morgan chase has always been committed or i should say they've been committed for a significant period of time before the diversity tipping point um you know apple just made a significant contribution but i, I can't speak for apple i don't know as yet to i don't know what that 100 uh you know million that came at the beginning of this year i'm not quite sure the jury is still out i think netflix um certainly reallocating their uh, they're banking to black owned financial institution. That's like a big deal. And I just think for us, right, this is a show about faith and finances. I think we should be thinking about how we are spending and investing in businesses, um, that invest in us. That's how, that's how we bring this all the way around. Are these brands or where, wherever it is that we're spending our money, like, let me bring this on all the way down. Are you spending your dollars at Walmart and Target? Okay, well, what did Walmart and Target do and or say? Are you spending your money at Nordstrom or, you know, are you drinking, are you heavily invested in, uh, you know, I'm going to say Pepsi, right? Well, what did Pepsi say, right? It's, um, you know, what other, what other things in household, P&G, how many products in your home have the little label Procter & Gamble? Well, what did Procter & Gamble say about me and my family and Black people? And that is how I think we take our conversation here, because this is a show about faith and finances and, and. And not just about the content, but how we change our lives, how we think differently as a result of the information so that we could be integrous with what it is that God has given to us. So do you see what I'm saying about these corporations and how we round this out?
0: Yeah, but we're talking about paying attention to the companies that interact and impact our communities and whether they do business with us fairly. Um, I, I invite those, again, we just kicked off the Black Enterprise economic equity and racial justice um, roundtable series that's being um, hosted by Bakari Sellers from CNN. And the point of the roundtable is to do all those things that you just laid out, Dave, to ask those questions. And and again, it's it's not just what's happening inside the corporations, it's how the corporations are relating to us as a community. Uh, Where are they on voter suppression? Um, You saw uh, 72 black business leaders step forward, including our CEO, Bush Graves, take out an ad in the New York Times to say, Corporate America, why are you watching these laws being passed or promoted by state by state to suppress access to the vote and acting like it's no big deal and you don't have anything to say about it? That's an example of how we have to speak up and stand up to corporations and challenge corporations to do the right things by our communities. So, uh, Dee, you're, you're totally on point. If we are people of God, we cannot be on the sidelines. It's our job to stand up wherever we are with what we have, and again, we don't all have the same access, we don't all have the same resources, but we have what we have. God has blessed us with something, and it is our job, is our role, is our commitment, is our calling to ask these questions, and, and the challenge for corporate America to do better by us. And, and I want to say one more thing, because you just touched on it, but I loved it. Not by people of color, not by disadvantaged communities. Those are all nice euphemisms that end up having Uh, an untargeted response to Black people and then ends up delivering an untargeted results for Black people. It's not that we don't care about other disadvantaged communities. It's not that we don't don't care about um, um, people who have been treated unfairly. It's not that we don't care about other people of color, but we are talking about the Black community, which by and large still suffers the largest disparities even to this day. And so we have to also hold corporate America accountable for paying specific attention to Black. Yes, I want to know Asian Americans, Latino Americans, uh, LGBT, veterans. I want to know everybody's being treated fairly. But my focus is where are Black people in the Black community in this equation?
1: That's it. That's it. That's the only question or the takeaway here is ask the question specifically about Black. When you hear BIPOC, nope, I'm talking about black people. When you hear people of color, nope, we're talking about black people. When you hear POC, nope, we're talking, we're not talking about C. We're talking about B. We're talking about Black people. He is Alfred Edmond Jr. My name is DC Marshall. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant
0: life. You can find us on the Mocha Podcast, plural You can find us at SiriusXM 141 and please follow us at B, the letter B, Lifted Up Radio on all social platforms. Thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.
2: Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network.